others that may be tuning in and listening. This is the Four Wide Salute Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Casey, back with uh, a whole new episode for you guys. Great results this past weekend for the tracks that did run, and uh, a great interview on deck. Uh, let's start with uh, the news from this past week. First thing I wanted to go over was uh, something I missed from the All-Stars uh, last weekend at Sharon. Dave Blaney did end up getting disqualified after failing to go to the scales right after the feature was over. Uh, he went right to his pit, which is an automatic disqualification. You know, those things happen, and, uh, you know, these things are covered in the driver's meeting, and everyone is told the same thing. So, unfortunate, after having a good run, uh, you know, at the Blaney home track. Uh, Bobby Unser did pass away last Sunday. You know, he's most known for being a multi-time USAC champion, uh, 35 IndyCar wins, a two-time champion. He won three Indy 500s in three consecutive decades, mind you. Um, last one coming in 1981, uh, the last time he attempted to uh, to qualify. Hunter name is, uh, you know, synonymous with racing. Everyone knows the Hunter name. You know, my condolences go out to the family of, of Bobby Hunter. Uh, and also along on that same kind of line, unfortunately, a longtime modified car owner, Ron Wilson, passed away on Thursday. Uh, you know, he had owned a bunch of different modified rides that were or been a part of some different rides over the years, primarily down at Grandview. Again, condolences going out to the, the family of Ron Wilson. Interesting news came out of the sprint car world, uh, especially the, the PA posse side of things. Kerry Madsen and Barshinger Racing split uh, this week uh, per uh, Facebook post due to Kerry asking for, uh, I guess, the split for personal reasons. Not sure what that entails. Kerry was in Tony Stewart's number 14 sprint car at Eldora this weekend for Let's Race 2. So uh, the way it sounds is he may have already had that in the works. Um, you know, who knows? And then um, days later, Barshinger announced that they uh, they were glad the Grove rained out because they did not have a driver for their car. But they did have a driver for last night. It is now going to be Jeff Halligan uh, in the 24 Barshinger ride. Good for Jeff Halligan. Hope everyone succeeds in the end of that deal. Uh, on to our results. So... When I had talked to you guys last Sunday, there were still some events that were running that night. Uh, All-Stars were at Tri-City Raceway Park, and Sam Hayforty picked up the win. I thought Sam was running with Outlaws full-time, but uh, I guess he was at Sharon on Saturday and then uh, went to Tri-City on Sunday with the All-Stars. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, glad to see him pick up a win. And then BAPS had the Kevin Gobrecht Classic with the four tens and modifieds on the card. The four tens went to Brent Marks, a late race pass around Danny Dietrich for the lead, and then he did hold on. And the modifieds, unfortunately, had a little bit of a poor turnout as far as car count goes. I believe they only had 17 modifieds show up, and Billy Pouch Jr. got the early lead in that one and was gone. Uh, Strunk did run him down late, however, uh, not enough laps left to uh, to try and make a pass. 
And then Tuesday, the Super Dirt Car Series was at Bridgeport for the King of the Big Blocks. And uh, Tim Fuller was on another planet. He won by over six seconds over Friesen. Nobody could run Fuller down. Once he got around Mad Max for the lead, it was uh, game over. So uh, hats off to Tim Fuller. And then this weekend, so Friday and Saturday, Eldora hosted the Let's Race 2, as I previously mentioned, where they run Outlaws and they also run USAC Sprints. So they had a rain delay Friday. Rain was everywhere uh, in the east and apparently even into Ohio where a lot of tracks canceled. Uh, they did try and get the show in on Friday and they got hot laps in and then they got qualifying in and I guess a decision was made that the bottom of the track wasn't raceable or passable. So they decided to postpone it and run everything on Saturday. So Saturday we saw with the USAC sprints, Tyler Courtney lapped up to seventh place uh, or up to eighth. I'm not sure exactly uh, which one, but he was gone, just gone, uh, easily won that feature. And then the outlaw sprints, Brent Marks again in the family uh, 19M car believe he passed Sheldon for the lead and uh, picked up the win. Sheldon ended up finishing second, but was DQ'd for being light at the scales. Light at the scales at Eldora seems to be a thing that happens. We all know that happened to Bloomquist uh, infamously there. Um, hey, you guys got to meet weight. That's what it comes down to. But uh, yeah, hats off to Brent Marks. I think that's his third or third or fourth win now in the, uh, since he split from CJB, that was cool to see. And then Saturday night, they ran the whole nother program. And uh, USAC's sprint win went to Robert Ballou. Uh, maybe a little four-wide salute mojo there. I don't know. Good to see him back in victory lane. And uh, Outlaw Sprints, Sheldon got his redemption and uh, picked up the win in the Saturday night portion of the weekend. Tyler Courtney and Ballou were one and two, and then two and one. They were the most dominant cars at Eldora as far as the wingless division goes. Just a good showing. Thought the track was pretty good, at least from my vantage point. Outlaw late models were at Mississippi Thunder Speedway in Wisconsin for the Dairyland Showdown. And Brandon Shepard finally picked up his first point win of the year on Friday night. And last night's program was won by Chris Smokey Madden. Southern National Series, again, Super Late Models Friday at Wythe Speedway in North Carolina got rained out. Last night, they did get their show in at Smoky Mountain Speedway in Tennessee with the win going to the O-Show, Jimmy Owens. He lapped up to sixth place. It was interesting. Brandon Overton was second by about half a second. And then third was Dale McDowell by about 15 seconds. So uh, it seemed like Overton and Owens ran away from the field and uh, had a barn burner down there. Uh, Batesville Motor Speedway in Arkansas, I believe this is still owned by Mark Martin. Uh, they had the Bad Boy 98 weekend. Uh, the Comp Cam Super Dirt Series was there, another super late model um, organization. And Jonathan Davenport, Still on fire, won both Friday and Saturday. Picked up, I think, over 17 grand in winnings. 
what can you say? The guy's winning. LaSalle Speedway in Illinois had the Thaw Brawl with the Mars Racing Series. Friday's win went to Brian Unzicker. And last night's win went to Garrett Alberson, his first uh, win with the Mars Racing Series. So on to our local stuff here in, in the PA Jersey, uh, New York type area. Not a lot went on. Friday night, Big Diamond rained out. Pencan rained out. Williams Grove rained out. Afton rained out. Utica Rome rained out. Outlaw, Can-Am, Brewerton, all rain outs. The only tracks that got anything in, Bedford ended up, I don't know how, but they missed this band of rain that came through the western part of the state and they missed it somehow urc only ended up with 11 cars in attendance the win went to jason schultz and albany saratoga ended up getting their show in as well with uh the rebirth of keith flack it was awesome to uh, see that he picked up the win so uh congrats to keith flack and crew saturday kind of the same thing as friday bridgeport new egypt US 13 at Del Mar, Port Royal, Sealands Grove all rained out, uh, as well as Woodhall and Fulton. They lost their shows as well. So Grandview did end up, that's where I went, Grandview did end up getting their show in. Modified's win went to Dwayne Howard. Uh, Von Doren and Guler were right there at the end. It was a, a really good race there too for the, for the top spot before a late race caution. Open Sportsman win went to Jesse Landis, and they had 602 crates as well. Dylan Hoke uh, picked up the lead there early and checked out. Uh, Lincoln ended up having their Outlaw tune-up event, and the win went to TJ Stutz. I think that might be TJ's first win at Lincoln. Hats off to those guys. And Cumberland down in Maryland had the second-day URC show. And they did end up with 14 cars. I think they ended up getting some uh, some of the guys that might have been going to Sealands Grove for the Patriot Sprint Tour. And uh, one of those guys was Pat Cannon. Pat Cannon ended up with the win there. Uh, Orange County did run 358 small blocks. Roger Hennion Jr. with the win. That might be his first as well. Fonda had the first of the Thunder on the Thruway Series, a partnership with Utica Rome. Stuart Friesen in the house. Stuart Friesen wins. Thunder Mountain, the 358 Dirt Cart Modifieds win went to Lightning Larry White. And in the Open Modifieds, his LJL teammate Billy Decker in a non-LJL car ended up getting the win there. And Genesee had Empire Super Sprints with no panic, Davey Frannick picking up the victory. Today, Sunday, Action Track USA has already rained out for the day. Unfortunately, it's been a shitty weekend as far as weather goes. Uh, what's coming up this week? A lot of stuff coming up this week. So World of Outlaws are going to do their Pennsylvania swing. Wednesday, they're going to be at Lincoln for the Gettysburg Clash. Friday and Saturday, they're at Williams Grove for the Morgan Cup. And then Tuesday, they go down to Bridgeport for the first outlaw race of the four tenths. All-Stars. Friday are at I-96 in Michigan for the Mace Thomas Classic, and Saturday, they are at the Dirt Oval at Route 66, right outside Chicagoland Speedway in Illinois. Lucas Oil Late Models Friday, uh, at the Tennessee's Action Track 50 at 4, 411 Motor Speedway in Tennessee, and Saturday, they are at the Talladega Short Track in Alabama for the Easy Go 50. 
And USAC Midgets are back in action coming up this weekend as well with Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex hosting them on Friday and Saturday. That's all the news and results I have for you guys this week. Uh, as always, smash the like button, share the podcast. Let's try and get as many views as we can. Give me a five-star review if you are able to on all your podcast platforms. Uh, guest coming up shortly for you guys is the 2020 Big Diamond Modified Champion, Mr. Mike Guler. Uh Mike and I had an awesome conversation about a lot of different topics, primarily about his starting out at Penn Can and uh, his late surgeons in the last few years, uh, partnering up with Terry Fosnock once again and uh, winning a whole bunch of shit. Uh, it was great to have Mike on. I'm sure you guys will enjoy the interview. Uh, next week, uh, I have a, a dual interview. I'll be sure to let you guys know about that in our intro for next week. But uh, I think you guys will be entertained. It was a, a very funny conversation that I had. But um, that's all I got for you guys for this week. Uh, and as always, if you have any suggestions on content or guests, please shoot me an email at the 4 podcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Facebook. But for now, enjoy the show. On this week's episode of the Four Wide Salute Podcast, we have the 2020 Big Diamond Modified Point Champion and the driver of the 2A Terry Fosnock owned modified Mike Guler. Mike, how's it going, man? Not too bad, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, so you recently just got back from Bristol, and I'd like to know your take on it. I mean, none of the guys that were down there have been on that track in a modified until you all went out on Thursday for practice. Um, you know, you were, I think, the overall quick time in practice on Thursday. So, you know, what's your take on it? How did it shape out for you? Oh, it was a good time. Uh, definitely an awesome experience. Um, once in a lifetime, and maybe not once in a lifetime if they do it again next year, but, uh, no, it was neat to be part of the first group to get to go down there. And, uh, you know, the facility speaks for itself. If you've ever been there, it's just massive. And, uh, it is really a, truly a Coliseum, uh, but pretty neat to turn laps on, uh, even though it's dirt, the same track that some of the legends have, uh, turned laps on. So, so how, how could you really tell the speed difference? When you're out there, I mean, I think the average speed was something like 116 or 117 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, it's fast. I mean, it's probably, I don't, I've never got to run the, the Syracuse mile, uh, but it's fast. I mean, it's fast as I think I've ever gone in a modified, um, you know, you don't really, there's not really a whole lot of slowing down for the corners. And, um, I know on our GoPro, uh, we had speeds up to just under 130, so uh that's that's cooking wow yeah and it and it seemed to i don't know if it was just everyone kind of thought the same process but there really wasn't a whole lot of tight racing um i mean maybe it was just you know try not to wreck each other kind of thing but it seemed like when there was passing going on it, there was a you know a big distance between the top and bottom guys yeah definitely i mean uh, there was a little bit of rubbing here and there, but you're going so fast that it kind of, it got you squirrely quick. Um, 
and of course nobody wants to you know you rock at those speeds you're destroying a car so uh you know nobody wants to do that but uh yeah i mean i think there was a, a respect level that was pretty good and you had a bunch of good drivers down there and uh yeah i mean i don't think really anything got too tore up for anybody honestly yeah i mean i think maybe uh, it might have been Kerry Terrence might have caught the wall when he blew a right rear at one point. But even with the sprint cars, like they weren't getting anywhere near close to each other. It was uh, it was almost like a like a highway type situation where you stayed in your own lane kind of thing. But I think it still produced some some exciting racing. I mean, of course, you had two guys win both nights, but um, you know, I I think they're onto something. I think. Since they are going to be bringing it back next year, I think they're going to look to make the right improvements to make it even better. So, yeah, definitely looking. You know, hopefully we get invited next year if they do it. And uh, you know, I think we showed some speed early on. Uh, didn't really finish the features out like we wanted to, but uh, we're working on that. And um, yeah, I mean, the sprint car guys, I think they were they were there and they were they were their respect level was definitely like just make it to the next race and not get hurt uh they were going scary fast i mean we were going fast but they were going scary fast <laughs> yeah and i think that was a lot of people's concerns too and i mean they had i think it came out of like 15 guys that were supposed to be there didn't even show up and i wonder you know if that plays a part in it too where i think jacob allen actually uh went out turned a lap and pulled back in and said i'm done for the weekend i'm not doing this yeah i mean i you know you're in an open wheel car and you're going that fast and i mean if one of those things was to take off it would have been it would have been horrific so i was glad that everybody i i wouldn't personally i mean i think the sprint car guys are nuts to begin with and down there i mean i talked to one or two of them and they're just like man this is scary oh yeah <laughs> and for a race and for a race car driver to say that that's saying something oh yeah it takes a special kind of stupid that's what i keep saying <laughs> yeah exactly so uh it's um let's touch on the topic of your dad i did want to uh, you know um express my condolences to you and your family on the, the passing of your dad um how um how was it growing up with him being a race car driver and um you know following him around when you were a kid um, I mean, Dad only raced really uh, Saturday nights at Grandview. Uh, he ventured Diamond and Penn National once in a while, uh, but he was mostly a mainstay at Grandview, like a Saturday night regular guy, and uh, always worked a full-time job, owned all his own stuff, and uh, never had a lot of everything, but always had, you know, one good motor and one good car, and, uh, you know, took pride in it. And they, they always had nice-looking cars, won a lot of uh, car shows. Um, he won some features, and... Uh, you know, he was just an all-around good guy, and growing up, you know, around it, it's just like anybody, any kid that's, you know, whose dad races, you just want to be a part of it and do what they do, and, uh, you know, it was neat, you know, Saturdays, you knew what you were doing, we were getting loaded up to go, and Sundays, you were washing, and, uh, yeah, I mean, those were some great memories, I was pretty young when he was doing it, I was, you know, under seven or eight, and, uh, but definitely, definitely remember it and all the guys coming to the shop and how it should be, you know, like they, those guys just had a good time. And, you know, there was back then he used to have 10, 12 guys that would come over to the shop, you know, and hell probably half of them only drank beer, but <laughs> they all had a good time. And that's, that's what, that's the way it should be is, you know, is having fun and, and, and 
you know, enjoying what you do and, and, uh, you know, whatever happens on Saturday night, we would go to the diner every, every Saturday night after the races and, you know, get home probably the wee hours in the morning. I don't really remember cause I was a little kid, but, uh, I remember, yeah, I mean, we'd stay till they turned the lights off at Grandview and that was back then that used to be pretty late and, uh, and then hit, hit the diner and then head home and, and that was, that was, that was your summer, you know? So who were, who were some of the guys that you gravitated to as a fan back then? Uh, you know, my dad mainly, um, I remember Kenny Gilmore always had cool looking cars. Like they were always like, you know, the fluorescent and I always liked him. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know, like, you know, John Kellner, he was, he was a guy that was good and I knew him, you know, a little bit and uh freddie raymer you know i grew up right down the street from freddie raymer and you know he he was like a hero as a kid you know he was he was legendary and i remember him stopping by the shop once in a while and and just it was like oh my god it's freddie raymer you know and hey he was winning everything in a modified and then yeah like the apple 12 car is like sticks out in my mind i mean like just yeah he, he was legendary he is legendary you know he's a he's a legend so Oh yeah, they just gave him an award the other week at Lincoln for for last year being like the head wrench of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still winning even with his kids and stuff with Brandon and Freddie, and you know, he raised good kids and his triplets turned out great. And oh yeah, you know. oh yeah. I remember uh, they say Kenny Gilmore. I remember when I was a kid, you know, the car show at Fairgrounds Mall, and Kenny had a simulator the one year. We actually got in and you watched live footage of a feature at Grandview sitting in his car. Oh, cool. oh it's so neat. You know, we're talking like yeah. mid nineties here. VH- VHS. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. VHS. Hell, it could have been real to real at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when your dad, you know, retired to stop running, was that when you got rolling into your beginning of racing? Yeah, so um, my dad and uh, his buddy Dick Egoff, um, they both raced together, and Dick was kind of his his crew chief, and he raced himself a little bit, had his own car too. And uh, when my dad got out of it, they decided they were going to build a quarter midget, and they built one for us, and uh, they built one for somebody else too. I I forget who it was, but um, so they started building their own cars, and then – you know, that kind of grew from there and that's kind of what paid for our quarter midget racing. And, uh, you know, they, they sold probably, I don't know, maybe 50 cars over the years or whatever, but, um, oh, wow. you know, it was just something, it was something we did. Like, you know, we, we didn't race a lot of quarter midget races. We really only ran Phoenixville and a special show here or there. Like we didn't travel. Like some of these kids get to travel now. I kind of wish we did, but, uh, you know, it was still fun. I mean, it was, it was, we were always like the, the one night a week kind of racer and just did it for fun. And, uh, you know, that was how we did it. Was there, was there a lot of traveling opportunities back then to with, with quarter midget stuff like there is now? Uh, probably not. I mean, not as quite as much as there is now, but I mean, they still had the nationals and, and all that stuff. And we just didn't go to it. We were, you know, we never had a lot of money and just kind of stayed local and, you know, my dad worked a lot of hours for, uh, for, uh, Haynes and Kibble house, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he was a construction guy. So those are long days, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Sun up till sundown sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, now 
shit what they're having out at Indy. They're going to have all the quarter midgets out there for the national event. They're all going to take a lap around the, the big track at Indy. Like 300, yeah. 400 cars. I'm like, that's insane. I mean, it's a, that's awesome, though. Oh, my I God, mean, yeah. kids, that's such an experience. They'll never forget that. I mean. Oh, no matter if they never win a, a race in their life or they go on to do something <laughs> great, they're never going to forget that. That's going to be. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't wait. To, yeah, I mean, I, it's neat when the when Phoenixville gets to do that at Grandview. I know Grandview let some guys do that and do a lap. And, and I, I, I know if we would have got to do that back then, that would have been a an awesome memory because, you know, like those are your heroes back then. You mm-hmm. know, like. Oh my, you know. oh my God! Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I know some guys now who, you know, just started driving, you know, like a six hundred modified, for instance. You know, I know a guy Brian Blankenbiller. He's doing it as a midlife crisis kind of thing, and he went to turn uh, to practice at Grandview his first year out, and he's like, "Holy shit! I'm running on the same track I used to go to every Saturday night. Like this is, this is unbelievable. Um, I, it's one of those things. You know, not everybody's yeah, making that yeah. chance." I used to be that kid that was playing in the in the stones and making our own tracks for the matchbox cars at Granby on a Saturday night. So, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, and up on the that, that was uh, and up on the hill at Diamond in turn one, <laughs> same thing. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, if I'm not mistaken, I did see a clip. Shit, I don't know how many years ago this is with Barry Angstad down at Phoenixville, and I, I believe he interviewed you. I want to say maybe this was right after you got done quarter midgets or. Or late in your quarter midget career, but you were almost like some kind of celebrity at Phoenixville. Am I am I right? No, not really. But <laughs> I don't know about that. My dad was uh, really involved with the club there. Uh, he was president for for quite a long time. I mean, most of the time I ran there, he was he was the president. And mom mom worked in the kitchen for a lot of years and 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 ran like her and there's a bunch of other girls. Uh, there that ran in the kitchen and took care of all that stuff and uh it was just it was a my family was real involved with the club there and um a lot of good years there and and enjoyed it it's a great club and uh glad they're doing well now oh yeah yeah i mean that's you know those quarter midget tracks and even now i would say with you know with the slingshots now those are the building blocks to what is our future so you know, it's always good to see that stuff still still on the on the rise and on the on the upside of things. So, at what point did you decide that you wanted to get into a big car? Um, well, when we graduated from the quarter midgets, there was you know really no option. It was it was you know do uh it was kind of like what do we do? So um, we looked at like the six hundred cc uh, micro sprints because mm-hmm. that was they were coming out with those and. Um, you know, I, I kind of really wanted to do like the the wingless. I, I was into the wingless thing. Like, I really wanted to do like midgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to. I, I went, traveled around a little bit with some uh, Gary Haldeman, who ran the ARDC tour, and uh, went to like Oswego and uh, some of their races with them. And I, that's what I wanted to do. But you know, the pay wasn't good, and the travel was expensive. And you know, like I said, like uh, we didn't have a lot of money, so we had to do what we was close to home and. Uh, uh, ended up just figured Grandview was the best fit because it was close to home, and we we ended up picking up a car from um, the Herthlers. Um, I went there over the winter, and Craig and Kevin and taught me, you know, how to we build our own body. We, me and Kevin built the motor. Uh, you know, more of them did it than I did it. I just kind of helped and learned, and uh, 
you know, they were, they were instrumental in, in getting us, getting us started. And, uh, you know, but I did buy my first car, like, honestly, honest to God, I paid my own money for it. So like, you know, there was no free handouts from dad. He, he's like, you can sell the quarter midget crap and, and, uh, whatever we get from that, we'll put into it. But the rest of it's on you. He's like, big cars are on you. And, uh, I had a bunch of money saved up cause I always worked and, uh, I was planning on buying a really nice, like five Oh Fox body, but ended up, you know, like a scrappy piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> because I bought a race car. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it paid off now. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, ah, this it wasn't such a bad idea, but I, at the time I was kind of really contemplating whether this was a good idea or not. Yeah. You got a race car in a garage, but you got a hoopty on the street. That's how it works. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> No, and that's kids at school. Kids at school didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy rolls up in a broken down piece of shit. Yeah, but I got a nice one in the garage. You ought to see it. <laughs> yeah, I got five hundred horses in the garage, and that's pretty cool on a Saturday. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's so cool to hear too. You know, you paid for your first car, and you you guys basically, you know, you were a part of the building process too. So it wasn't like everything was just race ready for you you had to go through that whole process which at this point in time has probably paid off more than you realize yeah i mean kevin and kevin and craig were instrumental like i said and, and you know they they were running good and they were they were a big team back you know like a real big team you know they had a bunch of cars and they were running all over the place and uh you know it, it was neat we worked there the whole winter at their shop and you know we bought the car and the motor and it was reasonable and uh you know, Kevin helped me freshen the motor and, um, uh, we went and it was a bare frame and basically like we put it all together and, you know, redid everything. And like, we went through everything, the rear end, or, you know, front end and built the body. And, and it was huge. Cause that was, that was the learning blocks of, you know, for a long time we built all our own stuff and, um, you know, people can say whatever now, like, Oh, you, you buy everything. It's all both together and whatever. I mean, like we're running a lot of races, like there's not time to build no. everything. No, you know what I mean? No, there's not. Unless you're and, a once uh, a week guy, you know, right. there ain't time for but, any of that. Full, fully capable of doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, if the hours were there, you know, if there was like, you know, 14 days in a week, I could probably do all that, but you know, there's not. And you know, we run, we run 60 to 70 shows a year and it's just tough, you know? So well, it's the same thing when people say, Oh, well, your car's not hand, hand lettered anymore. It's all vinyl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do what's, what's feasible nowadays more than anything else. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and Brian, honestly, honestly, Brian, I think I was the, the first or the second car he ever lettered for four star lettering. Oh no shit. And he's lettered just about every car I've ever done other than like a few that I drove for some other people. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of, it's, it's kind of neat to see how far he's coming and what he's doing. And I remember uh, uh practice day, my, my, my rookie year practice day, the paint was still wet <laughs> on some of the streets. <laughs> Cause that's how behind, that's how far behind we were. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Could have washed that mud off. Why ain't this coming off? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So at, how many years did you run then at Granby before you ended up venturing up the Penn Cam? Um, I think it was like five, five years we ran Grandview and, and like all our own stuff. And, uh, we worked real hard at getting sponsors and stuff cause we just couldn't, couldn't do it all on our own. And, um, you know, we had, 
you know, Ernie Saxon was always pump, pumping the spo- sponsorship thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were lucky. We, we, we got tagged in with some good people and, you know, helped us along the way, uh, THP and Am Goshaw and a bunch of, a bunch of people supported us along, along the way to get us to where we could get good stuff. Um, uncle Leroy, he, he passed away, but he used to do motors for us for next to nothing. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's, everything just ever always clicked. You know what I mean? Like we, we got the right breaks when we needed them. We got the right sponsors when we needed them. And, uh, you know, Chad Sinning came along and I was helping Jeff. Uh, I used to just pester Jeff all, every week at Grandview, basically like, you know, when I was getting started, like he was God at Grandview mm-hmm. and everywhere with the Herring car. And, uh, you know, I used to pester him every single week about, you know, Hey, like I got this dyno sheet. What does this mean on my shocks? Like, <laughs> you know, and, and finally by the end of the season, he was tired of me coming up and asking questions. And he's like, you know, if you want to get better at this, you ought to just come, come race, you know, come racing with me some and, and help me out. And you'll, you'll, you'll learn a lot. And, and that's what I did. And, um, started traveling with him and, and learned so much from him. Um, I mean, that was, that was the, that was really the turning point of like, I think in my career, like learning the right way to do things. Cause we just didn't, we didn't know, like, you know, we, we were, we were, we were a bunch of kids and, you know, we had cars and we just didn't, didn't have a goddamn clue really. And, and, uh, we started traveling with him and saw how the, you know, the right way to maintain a car and the right way to put a car together. And, and, um, you know, I think the first season after we, started traveling with him. We built a car over the winter. And, uh, I think the first race out or the second race out, we were a top five car at Grandview and like, we weren't a top five car up until then. And, uh, we ended up finishing fourth or fifth in points that year. Oh, wow. And it was like, wow. Like we went from 15th in points to top five in points and really didn't fall out of that after that, you know? So that's crazy. I mean, it, not every driver has to be that open to, hey, well, why don't you come, you know, help me and you'll learn a lot kind of thing. Not everyone's got to be like that. And that's that's cool to hear. You know, I love hearing stories about how guys in the pits are willing to help each other and all that stuff. That's awesome to, to hear that. Because, you know, at that point, you're his competition, too. Yeah, and he bitches about that now sometimes, you know, but... <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, at the time it, it was going to be beneficial to both of us. So, you know, it was beneficial to him to have somebody there to help. Right. You know, I, I, I was a kid and, you know, I worked odd jobs as I, I, I worked enough to just, you know, pay the bills. And, and I, all I wanted to ever do was race. And, and, uh, you know, so I could travel with him and go to the races where he didn't have any crew guys and, you know, right. And, uh, it worked out for really worked out for both of us at the time, but, uh, and we had a lot of fun. I mean, hell there's, I got memories that places we went and stories I can't even imagine, but yeah. And here we are 20 years later and you guys are still buddies. So, I mean, it, you know, that's a long lasting friendship there that, you know, Oh, he's, he's like a brother now. Like it's, Oh yeah. You know, we still talk just about it almost every day. So oh, yeah, I believe it. So, um, so what made you decide to go all the way up to Penn Candle Run on a regular basis? I mean, I know now, you know, closest to home isn't always your favorite thing to do and you'd like to travel, but back then, what made you decide to go about, what, two and a half hours away? 
Uh, well, actually, that was that was because of Jeff. Um, okay. So Chad, Chad, Jeff was driving for Chad, and we were helping Jeff. And that's I've kind of got a roundabout out of the loop there on what we were talking about. But uh, Chad was a uh, Jeff was driving for Chad, and Chad was like, "Hey, he's like, I got this, you know, this old car here and this big block, and you know, if you want to go up the pen can with it, you know, I'll you know I'll give you a ride for up there and." you know, take care of things for you and, and you go up there and run. And that was where Chad came from was pen can. Like he must've had, I mean, when we went up there the first season, he probably had six cars that he's had his name on. I don't even know how many it was. It was a pile of them. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was, I guess his dad was from up there. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, uh, so yeah, we went up there with him, you know, he, he sponsored us and gave us a car and all that to go up there. And, uh, yeah, that was basically it. And just, uh, it was a learning curve for sure. It was a rough first season. Uh, you know, anytime you, you, you're used to running just one track and then you go to something that's totally, totally, totally out of the norm. And, and I never traveled ever, you know, like really. And, uh, but, um, then there was, uh, the one week he, uh, it was like the week before the King of the Can, he sent Finch up with us on a Friday night. <laughs> and, uh, he he made one change on our car and we led like i think the king of the can was 75 laps or something like that and i think we led 60 of them wow that the the next week and um and i got passed by uh Doug Hoffman and then uh Brian Weaver and we ended up on the podium with them guys and i'll never forget in victory lane Doug Hoffman said uh he's like good job kid he's like you he's like He's like, keep at it. You got it, you know, and that that sticks with me forever. Like that oh, was that's awesome. So cool. Yeah. And, so and Finch uh, is one of them guys that you know. He's that's a name people know. Yeah. So that that was cool. I mean, and that that's what I'm talking about, like with the brakes and stuff that we needed, and you know, like like we struggled all season up there, and then like he comes up one week and he's like, oh, change this and. I'm like, holy shit, the car is so much better. Well, and, 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 <laughs> and, and, <laughs> like, and we just and we just didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, right. And the southern, you know, and you know now, southern tier racing is completely different than anywhere else. Exactly. The surface is so much different. It's that fine powdery type stuff, and you know, I hear how guys don't go through tires like they do anywhere else because it's it's that surface. Yeah, I think our tire bill up there. Uh, in 07, we won the championship there with our own car. Um, Chad sponsored us, but we ran our own. We ran the same car at Diamond and Grand, or at Penn Can and Grandview both nights. And I think our tire bill at Grandview was like 8,500. And I think our tire bill there was like 2,200. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I remember that clearly because I was like, wow. Like, is, there, is this a typo? <laughs> like, no, I mean, we ran right rears like five nights. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you don't do you don't do that a lot of places. And that was back when they used to run like, 38s and 33s like compound tires so yeah the super soft stuff too it's crazy up there so i mean with running a track condition like that on a weekly basis did that help you in any way for going elsewhere like or is that stuff that kind of only sits well this is only in our pen can notebook kind of thing like are you able to take any of that information and apply it elsewhere uh, back then, Pencan was like its own kind of little beast. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we would come home and we would get home at like three o'clock in the morning and we would strip a car down because we ran one car and um, we'd strip it all down and then come out in the morning. We'd wash it quick and uh, 
pull back in the shop and we'd move weight and change bars and change shocks and change everything to go to Grandview really. And, uh, like 07 was the year that we ran one car at both tracks. And that was really, the, that was a pretty grueling year because, um, we won the championship at Pencan and we were like, I think fourth or fifth in points at Grandview. And, you know, we had one motor, one car and it was just, it was tough. I mean, like we wore ourselves out, but you know, we all worked, worked full time then and and it's just it was what we had to do you know what i mean and uh yeah so i don't know but yeah pine can's its own little beast and to this day it's, it's still different and you 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 have a big advantage if you're a track regular at pine can oh my god yeah hands down i mean maybe a couple of guys can go in there and just run well but yeah it's it's unique in its own right it, it's not the facility in general, the people that are up there, but that track surface is just, it's tricky. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's, if you don't have a notebook to go off of, or even a clue, it, you're out to lunch. I mean, I've seen it with guys that you would have thought would have ran better, but they just didn't. So, um, at some point you did run for Terry before this current run, right? Yeah. So, um, Oh nine, end of 08 09 well no 09 through 11 2011 we ran for terry and um 09 we ran big diamond and grandview and we were actually really good at big diamond we uh we were top three in points till like may and um we just had some bad luck we kept getting crashed and uh i think we knocked the rear end out of the car like three weeks in a row and he just he just said enough of this. He's like, we're just gonna run Grandview and some specials and uh, end up bagging bagging Big Diamond. And then um, uh, 2010, we ran. Uh, I asked him to go to Pencan for the opener, and we won. And I asked him if I said if if we win, can we go back to the next week? And he said, yeah. He's like, sure. And I called him for victory lane. And I was like, yeah. He's like we won and, he, and then we were leading points. We won the first two shows there. <laughs> and, uh, so we ended up sticking it out and won, won the title that year. And, um, and then 11, I think we just ran Grandview and, uh, I, I ran for Eastern rigging big Ed mm -hmm. for a few shows, uh, at diamond. And, um, and then, uh, his health, he, he had some health issues and, and, at the end of 11 there and he uh he sold everything and uh then got better and got back into it with danny for a few years danny herb and uh then we were running for stankowitz at grandview and he um he wanted to do some traveling stuff and just kind of spiraled, spiraled from there so oh yeah and that's and that's pretty much when everything just kind of took off for you i remember 2017 my first trip to afton for the super nationals and you show up with this all-white car with a two on it and you were the show <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty cool we bought that car from uh craig that was a used car we bought from uh von doran and uh terry wanted to get a big now and, and you know kind of just do what we were doing at grandview and uh it was basically the same same chassis as what we had at grandview and um 
Bondoran had one for sale and we bought that and uh we took it up there for a maiden voyage and thing was pretty damn good out of the box and uh oh yeah uh, it, that that was that was what got it all kicked off really oh yeah so. i mean and then and then in 2018 so 2018 you still ran for stankowitz at grandview but you yep. were running you were running terry stuff on the road and yep. i mean how cool was it to win the title at grandview the first one since meitzler not including the big three and you did it without winning a feature no, that wasn't so cool, but yeah. I mean, that's, it, but that's insane. <laughs> like, you can't... Anyone that knows, knows that Jeff, Craig, and Dwayne have dominated that place for 20 years, basically. And no one would think, for one, that, okay, who's going to be the first one to not to, to win it that's not them? But then did someone to do it without winning a feature? Like, you're thinking it's next to impossible. And Yeah, well, we had, like, we had, like... 10 second place finishes that year mm-hmm. so <laughs> we were the we were the bridesmaid a lot they were they were really busting my balls about that but um yeah i mean that that was a that was a great year and we had a really consistent car and uh um uh, you know rich's car was great i mean we um jeff paulson you know originally in, in 17 got that thing really good and rich gave me a great opportunity when i had really nothing right. going and uh you know kind of got me back on track to 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 finishing good and, and running good and uh you know grateful for the opportunity he gave me you know there and uh because i really wasn't running for shit before that and uh we had a couple off really off years and um and uh him and jeff balson you know got me back on track and and then terry come along and uh we won that championship and it was just, it's, it's, that's why I say we had the right breaks when we needed them. And I've been lucky in, in that aspect for a long time. Well, and I think to be honest, I think you kind of helped out Stankowitz too at the same time, because if I'm not mistaken, he went through a couple different drivers the previous years leading up to that. So it's almost like he couldn't find the right match either with, with someone and you hop in the car and you guys just kind of clicked. So I mean, it's a blessing on both sides, really. I think. Yeah, no, it was it was a good deal, and um, yeah, it was just you know, it's just one of those deals that it worked out, and thankful for the opportunity he gave me, and and uh, the couple of years that he that I ran for him, that was it was a, it was a great deal. So. So then, after winning the title, October, I run into you at the hard clay finale at Orange County on the front stretch after the checkered's over how had that point had you ran there at all uh it was our second time that's, it was our second time there that's crazy because you know obviously now you know the history that's gone into that place and how difficult it is to run there especially even on american racers because that doesn't happen they run hoosiers weekly basis but like yeah you know the confidence you have in yourself and the ability your team has did you really go up there thinking you had you were going to be the guy that would win that race? No, nah, I mean we were we were we uh we had a tire issue the, the first time we were there and we ended up top ten, I think, or or maybe eleventh or something like that. I think tenth or eleventh, and uh, we had a good car. I felt good and comfortable there, and, uh, and that was on the old surface. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and but we passed cars and that's what made made me confident that we were we were good and then uh you know that night we uh, we unloaded and we were total shit and uh my crew chief jeremy actually couldn't go because of because of work so i had like a skeleton crew basically and uh actually i think paulson was with us that night from uh stankowitz's team oh, wow. and um uh we were okay in, in the heat and uh randy williamson from mcnell come down and i talked to him a little bit and made a couple changes and uh yeah i mean it's just <laughs> the car was on rails i mean it was good i mean i i, I think we started on the pole or started up front i, I don't remember but uh yeah, I was just I I couldn't freaking believe it that night. I mean, to win to win an SDS race and to win it up in New York and to beat all the cars that were there was pretty awesome and not pretty awesome. It was awesome. Oh my god, <laughs> I thought it was awesome because I then realized that oh shit, that was the first night I wore my Gooler shirt. <laughs> yeah. You should do that more often. <laughs> yeah, but now you know I hide them behind other stuff. So yeah. <laughs> So, um, so at the end of this, like, at what point then do you make the decision to not run for Rich the next year, or was that a mutual thing, or like how do you how do you approach it with you know Terry wants to race balls to the wall like how does how does that unfold like? Uh, you know, I mean, nobody ever likes somebody to quit for him, but it is what it is, and I, I, I had a good opportunity there with Terry and. He was going to go, you know, full in basically, and uh, you know, it was just one of those deals where you gotta, you gotta do what's best for you, and you know, it was nothing against Rich, and I told him that, and just you know, go do what's best for me, and thank you for the opportunity that you got, and, and you gave me, and you know, everybody knows, you know, like. It, you gotta do what's best for you, and that's right. that's what we did. And uh, Terry was gonna go full fledged, and he he has definitely kept all his promises that way. And oh yeah, you know we're not we're not lacking anything other than maybe driver error some <laughs> nights. But uh, no, you, you know you guys have definitely gone all in for the last three seasons, or you know including this one. You guys definitely have. Um, you pretty much run it anything you can find i mean 2019 you end up winning the sixer which was that was awesome to see you made me money that night because i believe i picked your starting <laughs> spot in the pool so nice that, that worked out well for me so i'll say that was a great night um but i mean it was a great night uh, that was that was a dream come true i mean i i absolutely it's as a kid growing up at grandview right. to win the 76er is is it's the Mecca. Just yeah. It's that's what it is. That's that's your that's your that's your World Series or Super Bowl. I mean, that's what it is when you when you grow up in this area. It's that's what it is. It's always going to be that way too. Um, you know, and you talk about a guy like Freddie Raymer, you know, now you now you share something. So yeah. Um, it was cool to get. It was cool to get my name on the shirt. That was that was I was pretty cool with that. <laughs> oh yeah. And you got a jacket too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then then that's forever yours, and your name's never gonna leave that. That's that's awesome. But uh, yeah. Prior to that, I have to bring up a chord. I, I I'll never understand how the events that occurred that day 
ended up with you yeah. finishing second. Because I can't imagine. So you had an issue with the rig getting up there, right? Uh, yeah. So we're we're rolling out seventy eight and trying to roll two eighty seven to you know get northbound. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremy's driving. It's just me and Jeremy, and I forget who the hell was going to meet us up there. I think it might have been me, Jeremy, and Chase, my son. And uh, he's like, "Ah, truck smoking." I'm like, oh, you know, I was like, well, lay off the gas pedal, like thinking it's just rolling coal. And he's like, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking smoking. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like, we pop the hood and there's a, there's shit everywhere. It's there. It's a mess. And I'm like, wow, what the hell, you know? And like our North series is like, that's the boring stuff. That's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I really want to do good in the North series. Like I love, I love Bayo's whole series, like north and south, but I like the small trucks. I like the bull rings, mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, I'm like, oh my god, we're not going to be able to get to this race. Like, what the hell? And so Jeremy, like, we're we're on the side of the road, and like at this point, we're broke down, and like we ain't making it. And uh, we're calling everybody, trying putting stuff on Facebook, trying to find a ride, and uh, you know, maybe somebody with a trailer, maybe somebody with a truck that'll hook up to our truck. And, um, Jeremy, I uh, called, I guess, got a hold of Cody Hager from, uh, Krachen's crew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had a truck that would literally fit right on our trailer with the same, same ball and everything and the hookup, you know, for a gooseneck. And they're like, yeah, we'll come get you. And I'm like, are you guys serious? Like, I'm like, are they going to take us home? He's like, no, they're going to take us to New York. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. And they're coming from New Jersey yet. Well, we were almost in Jersey, oh, okay. so... Okay, so you weren't that... Oh, oh, you go up that way to record. Okay. So, uh... So, like, they, they come pick us up with, like, I guess Mike Creation's truck. It's like a 550 or some shit. And, uh, it was nice as hell. King Ranch. And, uh... <laughs> I'm like, well, this is, this is nice. <laughs> and, uh... You know? And, and they tow us all the way up to, uh... To New York... And, uh, we go out in warmups and we had had a problem. We had a, we had a keyway fall out at Fonda on the, on our open three, three sixty motor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I lost oil pressure for like a, a split second. And I thought I shut it down quick enough. Well, in the heat race, top two, the thing blows up. And, uh, I'm like, Oh my God, we just blew the truck up and the fucking race car. Like, <laughs> Terry's going to kill us. Like he's going to be so mad. And you know, it, it was definitely an expensive night for him. I felt terrible, but, uh, was that his truck too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was not a good day for him, but, uh, and then, um, uh, oh, what is his name? Why do I always forget his name? Uh, the, the one, he won the championship at Accord. Jimmy Wells. Jimmy Wells. I, I don't know why I always forget his name, but yeah, Jimmy Wells, big Jimmy Wells. He's like, Hey man, he's like, if you need a car to run, he's like, we got a spare car here. Cause I was leading points. So they brought, we brought a spare car this week. And I'm like, well, the fucking Ricky's always run good up here. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go down and see this car. And, uh, I went down there and it's got a big ass seat and then the steering wheels all up. And I was like, well, we got to move some stuff. And like, we moved the steering wheel back and put some like, uh, we actually put mud plugs in the seat <laughs> so I fit and like 
I mean, he's sitting on foam. He, he, well, he's he's a big ass dude. Oh, he's a, he, he's a like, big guy. Yeah, he he he's a good dude, and um, and uh, I went out in the Conti with it, and like I started in the back, and I was like, well, we have a provisional, so like I'm not really gonna try and qualify, but like we actually ran it up to like I think one spot out of qualifying. I'm like, this thing is freaking good. Like, it's really good. And started last in the feature. <laughs> Took the provisional and started last in the feature and drove it up to second. And I honestly think a couple more laps, we probably could have won the damn thing. Oh, wow. And, and Accord's not an easy track to do that. Because, no. because in about three... And we went to the back once. Oh, my God. I mean, because... In... I spun out. I, I got I got jammed into the infield and, and, oh. and spun out the one lap. And we went to the back. So, it was like... It was really good. Like that that's nuts. I mean, because you know, you can catch lap traffic in about two laps there during a feature, and there isn't really more than two grooves. So you have your lappers in one group and your leaders in the other. So passing cars is not that easy. That's insane. And and the Krachen and Krachen and Hager stuck around the whole night, right? Yeah, they actually drove us all the way back to our <laughs> shop with it. Like I'm like and then they went home. I was like, "You guys are nuts!" Like, that's, I gotta get up for work in the morning, but like, you guys are nuts. Like, that's, thank you. That's, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. That's that's yeah. Now that, that and that's the sportsmanship kind of deal that racing has, and and yep. you know, and that that's what's awesome. You know, like Creation's got a good family. His dad's a good dude. Mm-hmm. His mom's a good dude, good person, and and you know, thankful. You know. Yeah, that that's that 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 was that was cool, you know. Like, not not a lot of people would do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not loaning you a tire. That's fucking going way above and beyond. Yeah, that's that's nuts for sure. But, uh, It'll never be forgotten. Uh, so no, and I think a lot of people are are never going to forget that story either. So, um, moving on to last year. So last year, I think Diamond was the only track you called home. And on Saturdays, you were kind of playing the the true outlaw schedule, even though I think you ran Granby most of the time. Um, and then you go up to Diamond and win the points the first year you're out there with Terry's car. So yeah, we had a good car. We had a really good car all year, and um, just you know, Diamond Diamond really clicks, and um, we had some tough nights, but we had some lucky nights, and. We won a handful of features up there, and uh, I, I I love Big Diamond. I mean, Jake's got a good track. It's it's always racy, and you know, and honestly, they're they're pretty damn fair. Like, they might not give you a lap for for a flat tire, but they don't give nobody a fucking lap for a flat tire. So, you know, you just got to try to not make contact and not get flats, and you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's uh since that new surface is put down, it's been a, a world of a difference as from my seat too, um you know because I get that bird's eye point of view and get to watch everything and it's the the racing itself the side by side the the hard the hard racing is is back and it's consistent and it's uh it's hella fun to watch that's for sure. So oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to drive there. Honestly, I mean, you know, we get a lot of these slippery tracks, and you got to work on a guy for two or three laps, or you know, four laps, five laps, or whatever. You might pass 
three, five cars in a night. And you can go to Diamond and you can pass 10, 15 cars in a night, you know? Right. Or it locks down or rubbers up or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're back again this year. And um, so what made you decide to go to New Egypt this year? Uh, just change of pace. Um, we try and stay, try and stay sharp and try and change it up and, uh, you know, moving around and it makes you adapt and, you know, make, makes you better other places and kind of makes you work on your setups and stuff like that. And, uh, the, the fact they give a, you know, a night off here or there is nice too, to, you know, we run a lot of traveling shows during the week and, we all work, uh, you know, I work part-time, but you know, all my guys work full-time and, uh, you know, it's nice to have that weekend off where you can still run for points and maybe have a, either a regroup weekend, like where you just have a Saturday night off to get caught up on cars or, um, or life, <laughs> you know, or, or just mow your goddamn grass. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Cause you don't, like, I, I seen, <laughs> I seen that, uh, your wife tried to take that on when you were at Bristol. How'd that work out? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I like to mow my own grass. So, uh, yeah, she did, she did a good job, but I'm not going to knock her. She, 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 she runs a hotel cooler. We call it at home here. Uh, I basically, you know, come home and sleep and, leave in the morning oh, so she's a workhorse uh, oh yeah she keeps she keeps the operation rolling i mean i i gotta give her credit i don't know there's not a lot of women that would put up with this shit so oh no there's a handful. i should say my shit at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've met a handful of uh the wives and girlfriends that deal with you knuckleheads on a weekly and daily basis and it's amazing it really is because <laughs> uh, yeah it's just, it's the hectic schedule. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much time and effort goes into the other six days of the week that you're not racing, or at least at that track that they're at. They don't understand all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's uh, to deal with that and hold down the fort. You know, you got two young kids at home yet. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, no, she she does a she does an awesome job, and I mean honestly, like if it wasn't for my family, like we wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do this the way we're doing it, and I'm thankful for them, and you know they're letting me live my dream and living it along with me, and you know my mother and father in law were down in Bristol, and oh that's cool, you know it's just you know Jeremy's my crew chief, he's my father in law, and and you know it, it's just good, it, it's a good good deal right now and hopefully it keeps going and uh you know thankful for everything everybody does for me and with me and just trying to make it as exciting as we can and you know make it enjoyable yeah so uh as you wind this down um you know what are you looking to accomplish the rest of this year i mean is there any particular races you want to knock off or i mean obviously you want to win some point championships but um you know what's on what's on the forefront of your mind as far as what you're trying to accomplish this year i just want to win races really want to get better at the big block stuff um kind of deflated right now on the big block shit like really not running good like i think i should like 
we show speed sometimes and then other times not. And uh, really want to try and get that nailed down a little bit. But it's, you know, we're, we're, we're so spec based down here in, in PA that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's tough. And it's it's tough to race with the guys like Stu and Shepard and, and Williamson and, and Drellis and all them guys that, that all they run is, is big blocks. And, and, you know, it shows when they come down and try and run spec races like we we wax them mm-hmm. you know and not maybe not Stu and Shepard, but like most of the other guys we wax them you know and and uh just try and broaden our horizons a little bit and be better on the touring stuff and and uh yeah it's just win as many races as we can you know being in victory lane is fun oh yeah <laughs> well and maybe and maybe one of these off friday nights too where modifies are off Venture up to Albany, Saratoga one night. You know, you got a lot of the a lot of the super dirt guys run up there on a Friday night, big block stuff. I mean, maybe that's something, you know, to toss around or whatever. But no, I mean, you're right. The spec stuff is primary down here in this area. It's just like the open sportsman stuff. Like you don't see them anywhere else but in this area. So right. you know, it, it's kind of the kind of the same deal. That that's our wheelhouse. The spec stuff is our wheelhouse, and and you know, like we, we, we show that we know, you know, we're pretty strong on that. And, uh, you know, like I said, I just, it, it's, it's a lot different. Nobody, it, it might not seem it to like the average person that it's any different, but it's different. Oh my God. And I don't really know how to explain it. You know, oh, it, it's just, it's completely different. It is, you know, it's, it's like anything else. Um, you know, your, your spec could be good, but your open might not be good or your, you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's a whole ball game. It it's a it's a big chess match, really. It's definitely, and you know, we're working on it. We're trying, and you know, I got, you know, we had a bad night last night at Bridgeport, and kind of embarrassing. But uh, you know, I still had three guys show up the shop, four guys show up the shop, and they're working hard, you know, to make make sure that you know. They, they don't give up, you know. I got I got a great group of guys that help me, and uh, you know that that's important too. You know, even after a bad night, they all they all dig in a little deeper, and and you know they don't give up. So and that's and that's key because and you've seen it, I see it. You walk through the pits. Not everybody has a core group of guys that are that are dedicated that you know are there to help you succeed. There's a few teams that have those groups of guys. You're one of them. You know, I know all those guys that help you out and they're they're there all the time. They're busting their butt and they're, you know, trying to put you in victory lane. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm thankful for the opportunity I'm giving. Thankful for everybody's time that helps me and it's just it's it's clicking right right now and you know, maybe not every week, but for the most part it is and I'm thankful. So definitely 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 blessed. Yeah. So before I cut you loose, any sponsors, uh, special thanks you want to give to anybody? Yeah, uh, Conestoga Valley Custom Kitchens. Thank them for all the support. That's Terry. And uh, Extreme Mechanical, Maxima Oils, uh, Swift Springs, Penske Shocks. Uh, everybody that helps us, you know, thank you. And, you know, hopefully we represent good and make everybody proud. Sounds good, man. Well, uh, I don't. At this point, I don't know that I'm going to see you Friday. It doesn't look promising. <laughs> no, Mother Nature's not been playing nice for Friday nights, but that's typical 
No, May and April, Big Diamond. Yeah, I swear to Christ, like if it if it's gonna rain one day a week, it's gonna be on the damn Friday. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna be at home watching Eldora. That's the way it's looking. But uh, yeah. Well, if it turns around, I'll see you Friday. Yeah. But there's like a 10% chance, as my one guy Steve would say, there's a 10% chance that we're going to get this shit in. So <laughs> It doesn't say 100%, so there's always he's, a chance. He's, he's pretty positive. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful because super lates are there, and I love my super lates, but I... <laughs> I yeah, I'm, that's going to be cool to watch if they get that in. That's going to be a neat show. Yeah. So, so, well, if I don't... But if, it's, if, not, if not Friday... New Year's Saturday, maybe. Yeah. If the weather's good, or if not, the STS birthday show at uh, Accord. Yeah, just make Tuesday. Just that should be a, that should be exciting. And, so uh, knock on wood. Hope you get there in one piece, and the car stays in one piece the whole time. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, man. So well, then I will. Uh, I'll catch up with you at a later date. But thanks for uh, giving me an hour of your time. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you.